Thank you for joining this episode of The Road to Reconstruction. You know that type of guy who seems a little mysterious, but you get to know him a little bit, and he seems to be the coolest guy ever? That is my friend Jared Withrow, everybody. Jared is somebody that I met on set while helping out with the film, and then later on, him and I started recording songs, and ever since then, it's been history. Jared has been with me through some hard times in my life, and I will forever be grateful for him. Jared is a four-wing five on the Enneagram. He is an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs test. He is an amazing singer-songwriter and Christian actor, and he has starred in many movies. I hope you enjoy this conversation with me and Jared Withrow. Enjoy, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, talk to me a little bit about uh, Dinosaur Cove and what that was like doing it since that was your most recent project. Yeah, for sure. That was coming off the pandemic and, uh, you know, our good friend, Mr. Daniel Knudsen, director, (laughs) producer, extraordinaire. Um... Basically, I you know, some of the details are muddy, but I remember him basically just coming to us with our, our group of uh, collaborators and creatives, and he just throws out this this dinosaur story pitch, and we're all kind of like, Daniel, can we really do a dinosaur movie here? Come yeah. on. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it was all good because the more he kept pitching the story, and he, he really had it laid out in a a strong outline and so the more i was like on board i I started getting on board because i was like oh i can see that i can see this we can do we could do that yeah so it all started coming together like that and um mr james pilichowski who plays the mad scientist of course oh james yes you know uh we got to help um produce we were his associate producers so getting to be a part of that process from the impetus, the the beginning of it, and helping with the casting and helping with locations and story structure, story beats. You know, the talented writer, our good friend Derek Steele, um, he really weaved together and crafted like a strong story for us based on on the outline that Daniel brought. And uh, so it was just through and through, it was like a fun journey in and of itself, just making the movie and I know we were all like geek to the nines, like we were just living it up. Like yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, we felt fulfilled and like, yeah, this is what we want to keep doing. And um, so, which is so funny because I keep hearing more and more people come up to me like, yeah, guess what I saw on TV and all this stuff. So oh, it's like, yes. the more it's getting out there, that's, you know, that's what we need. Yeah, for sure. Dude, that's awesome, man. Dude, it's it's crazy because I did see Dinosaur Cove for the, it was like the special screening. I don't even know if it was like fully done yet or like. It still it, had some tweaks. Yeah, yeah. That, or it was done, but right. yeah, it had right. the small tweaks. But dude, it was like a really good movie. Like, because I feel Thank like you. most of those like kind of lower budget like christian films like they could kind of be hit or miss but dude it was it was really good like i enjoyed so much of it and good, uh, good. it's on hoopla right that like you could stream it on hoopla I think and so. other things yeah like voodoo to be nice it's like yeah. pretty much any streaming except for like netflix i don't yeah yeah but but yeah even youtube 
It's on YouTube. Sweet. Heck so, yeah. yeah. And and for a movie like that, how long does it take? How long did it take you guys to film that? Like how many days were you doing that for? Oh gosh. Well, for us, like our core little team, it was probably probably we started we started in the summer. It was like the end of summer, end of August, I wanna say. And by the time we were done and wrapped, I think it was the end of October. Oh, all right. So, and we were on like any days that we were filming or producing or doing whatever pertaining to the project. Like that was the core team being a part of that. The actual filming was probably, I think we had a sweet little window. It was between like September and October, somewhere around there where it was like several weeks of just filming. And it was like some on the east side of the state and then we traveled to the the west coast nice. of the state so yeah 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 because you guys did it in uh muskegon right mm-hmm. yeah that was the majority of the principal photography was there and then we had second unit which was in oregon so oh, they were shoot. getting some of our master shots and like the big mountainous nice shots so yeah moving out of like the film thing i do want to hear your story of like faith and kind of just like the i guess what is your testimony and how did you meet jesus how did you come to christ you know how were you raised kind of stuff like that yeah um you know growing up definitely you know i was i was raised in the church the american uh westernized church culture and all of that and you know even despite that though i like I feel like from a very early age, I just had a deep awareness of God. Mm, like yeah. I knew God existed. To say that there was no God to me was just the most absolute crazy sounding thing because I'm like, uh, hello, it's just as obvious as anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think I think that was deeply in me, aside from, you know, parental upbringing and family influence, which of course then. I had all that and then being raised in the church and av- having avid church going, going family. Um, so it was like growing, growing up in that I definitely rebelled at a certain point mm. to where I was like, I felt like weirdos, like, oh, we're just weirdos and we're not like everyone else in school or, mm, yeah, or whatever. And like certain, certain stigmas with things like you can't do this, you can't do that. And so then you start feeling a little out of out of the box, so to speak, and in an uncomfortable, maybe self-conscious kind of way. Hmm. Um, so that led me to definitely kind of just like rebel and kind of like shun the whole church thing. And I, I really kind of didn't like it and I wanted to be cool and popular. And so I definitely experienced that. And then again, kind of just that deep inner innate knowing and longing and hunger for more and, and knowing that there is definitely more to life than what meets the eye in this three dimension Mm -hmm. that we're, we're, you know, able to witness with our senses. Um, so then that sent me on the path, kind of just deepening my faith or like kind of assessing what I believe, why I believe it, all that fun stuff. And then, you know, I became, I got baptized, um, because I definitely felt like the pull to do that. And so then much of my like early college days, I was really just hungry, mm. you know, s- reading scripture, 
delving into just again like why do we believe these things you know all this stuff and i would say like you know from that point that was a really good launching point to strengthen my faith or to grow deeper in it in a way that i hadn't and uh it's just led me to where i am now and you know i would say like you know you never have to stop asking questions you never have to stop um seeking for truth because honestly god is so big Mm. you know it's not going to be put in this nice little nutshell for us like here you go this is god (laughs) yeah Yeah. like it's just it's not going to be that so you take everything with a certain grain of salt but you always you know for me it comes back to the psalm that says be still Mm. and know that i am god and jesus continually would always say the kingdom of god is within you You know, do not believe when, when they say it's there, it's here. Um, it's always, God is always found within us, you know? And of course you, you gauge everything with your truth barometer as best as you can. Um, and of course scripture, you know, uh, scripture will outlive us all as it has. It's come down through the years and, you know, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. (laughs) Till the new world and new heaven, I guess, come. But, um. But it's, I think the important thing with scripture is rightly dividing the word of God, you know, mm. all scriptures, God breathed. Um, so at that point, it's discernment. It's a deep understanding, but it all comes down to this for me, because it says perfect love casts out fear. Mm. So you're either in a place of love, which is God and God is love. And it's that perfect state of being. Mm where all fear dissolves and there is no power of fear or you're in the place of fear where, you know, you're being overcome, you're overcome by these, you know, and when I say fear, of course, because it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom. I believe there's a lot of limitation with the, the English language and how we understand things because you have a healthy kind of fear and an unhealthy kind of fear. Yeah. So when I say fear in this context, it's the unhealthy kind of fear. Yes. Anxiety, stress, Mm. and worry, and everything that is the antithesis of faith and belief, it's unbelief. So when you're in that state of being, you know, God's presence, you're going to be far, you're you're removing yourself from Mm. God's presence by being in that state. So to learn discernment and to learn really the art or the, you know, the meditative practice of entering into the love of God. That is where his presence is, love, perfect love. And that's something that's really been impacting me lately, that particular verse, perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with condemnation. And those Mm, who fear have not been made perfect in love. So it's that journey of being made perfect in love. Yeah. And no matter who you are and no matter what you believe, I think like you see it play out in day-to-day life. I mean, if you really gauged, you could scratch away the surface and be like, that's a state of fear or that's a state of love, Mm. perfect love. Um, So I don't know how I got on that whole tangent, but that is where like my faith, it's like where I'm at with it currently, basically. No, dude, that's amazing, bro. And you know, the reason that I really wanted to have you on a big portion of this is like reconstructing what we once knew about Christianity and it, you know, life happens and we start to question these things and say, Oh, I don't know if that's true. Or, you know, the church has told me this, but I don't, 
that's not adding up with this, you know? And right. the whole point of reconstructing is to say like, hey, we've learned these things. We've been taught these things, whether if it was a pastor, a parent, friends, environment, whatever it is. And uh, it might not all be true, but um, the thing I admire deeply about you is that you really do just have like, like you, you just, you have it, you know, like, yeah, I feel like, um, I don't want to say we're on like the same, same wavelength because I don't think that I'm higher well, or anything yeah. than like, you know, anybody else, but no, I get I, it. I like-minded. Like, yeah. Like-minded. Yeah. I, I feel like you really get it. Like you're not just like this, like Bible thumper yeah. person that is just going out like you. Yeah. You see things differently and I really, well, yeah. And it's all, it. it's all a journey, honestly. Cause, uh, believe me i've i've been there as far as like you know there are there are man made constructs in in every field of human life whatever field you're in politics yeah. you know science whatever it is there's man made constructs mm-hmm. constructs that that deviate from truth or deviate from what is true and so i i feel like it's no different within the church um, you have a lot of well-meaning people, a lot of well-intentioned people, um, but that's where the discernment really has to come in. And, yeah. and believe me, I've been on bandwagons. It's it's human nature. Mm-hmm. It's a hive minds, you know. Yeah. Once you get sucked into a vortex of hive mind or just a certain level of consciousness of you know a group of people, um, that colors you. It, it's you know if you're subscribed to it you will certainly begin to regurgitate a lot of those things. But that's why it, it's so important to think for yourself always mm-hmm. um, because God gives everyone the ability to think for themselves, like yeah. the power of our thoughts, you know, and, and it says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm. And our mind is so much more than just your brain. It's, it's your whole it's your whole energy field. It's your whole essence. It's mm-hmm. what makes up, I think, your personality and, and your decision-making skills and all that. So it's like, it's so important to be thinking for ourselves in a lot of ways. Um, and of course, know God, you know, of course, because be still and know. So when you meditate and when you really center yourself and when you're really seeking truth, mm. truth will meet you where you're at, like, truly regardless of your background or regardless of religious affiliation like all that stuff melts away again mm. when you're in the presence of the living god yeah. of the universe you yeah. know it's the word of god is what spoke the universe into into being in, in existence and and we're a part of it like we we live and move and have our being mm. in god so like we really can't be separated from God in that sense, um, which, you know, the psalmist David, you know, even says like, no matter where I go, there you are. Like yeah. you cannot separate yourself from his presence and you can be in denial. Mm-hmm. You can lie to yourself. You could try to hide it and all this stuff. But when you just embrace that truth and when you let go, when you forgive all the hurts of other people, mm, yeah. all the hurts of the man-made constructs that yeah. you may have subscribed to that that let you down or disappointed you or steered you in a, a wrong direction, all under the guise of God. Mm. And, you know, but when you can learn to differentiate that, discern it and not be bitter by it or resentful, mm. you can step into freedom yeah. and you can really step into your life's purpose and your life's goals and really just finding your highest good. 
because God is that for everyone. God is our highest good. And really where we, where we stumble into trouble is when we believe anything less of God. Mm. You know, even if you go back to the garden of Eden, the original sin or whatever, they were believing less than the highest goodness of God. Mm. Yeah. And he wants everyone's highest goodness. It's, it's all about our highest goodness mm. in every respect. Yeah. Because God is good and taste and see that the Lord is good. He's mm. good for everything. You know, that, I mean, it's equated with our goodness. Yeah. So if we're not experiencing our greatest good or, or you know, on a day-to-day of our goodness, like just push into it, you know, find it. It's right there. He's right there beckoning everyone for it. So. Dude, I don't know how we're going to get any better than that. I mean, we might as well just have the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But dude, that that's incredible, dude. See, I, oh, I just freaking love your like just the way that you see things and thank you it's so good to keep people in your circle that not are just like-minded than you but you know people that you aspire to be like you know become more like and you just have this such a deep connection with god and you see things the way that other people don't necessarily see it so that's one of the reasons why I keep you as my, you know, my close circle. So dude, that's hey, it's freaking good. awesome, man. It's all good. How would you encourage somebody to kind of learn the whole discernment thing a little bit better? Do you think it comes from the knowledge of scripture? Do you think it comes from prayer, meditation? What do you think? And, you know, I know it's not just like a one answer, but in your eyes, what do you, where do you think that comes from discernment? Yeah. Well, certainly, um, I would say it could be a good blend of, of all of that scripture, meditation, prayer, Holy Spirit, like Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Mm. Um, and, and you feel it like, you know, a lot of, in a lot of church settings, I know certainly I grew up, people poo poo your feelings. Yeah. Uh, It's not about your feelings and stuff, Mm. but honestly where I'm at now, I see the error of that in certain ways because our feelings really tell us so much. I mean, you yes. could even just replace feelings with intuition, yep. your intuition. When you hear truth, your intuition, if you really, you know, hone in on it, tune in, it will tell you if it's a lie or if it's truth. And when you feel it and embrace it and understand, I mean, that's Holy Spirit. That's God within us, this, this still small voice, mm-hmm. that gentle whisper. And so it's just learning to tap into it, you know, it's like a radio frequency. When you know which station Mm -hmm. that voice is, you can turn to it, you can dial in, all the other ones are static or noise or whatever, things of the world. But when you can just tune into that, your intuition, I'd say the more and more you can learn to trust that, then you're in a good good space. And learning to forgive yourself too. Like, Mm -hmm. because when when you're in that, like, you know, anger and you're frustrated and you're, you're doubting and you can't, I can't even trust myself. I can't even, whatever. When you're in that state, it's, it's kind of chaotic and stuff. So the minute you can just forgive yourself and know that like, look, God forgives me. Surely Mm. I can forgive myself. Like I'm not better than God. And there's a verse that really leapt out to me, like within the last year, where it's like, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Mm, and yeah. that was huge for me because wow. I thought my heart was like, you know, steering me in the right direction. But when it starts beating you up and mm. telling you you're no good and you're all this, yeah, you know, God's greater than all that. So like just being quick to forgive yourself for one, 
and getting out of that place of, you know, a lower frequency of, of, of being, then you can start to really ascend into that like space of intuitive knowingness mm. and then feeling truth, feeling God's presence and just resting, mm. just trusting that like nothing can touch you. No yeah. weapon formed against me wow. will prosper when I'm in this space mm. with God. And uh, I think that helps us with our discernment because then you know, yeah, you, you feel it. Yeah, dude, that is so good. Gosh, dang it, Jared, you're just like a freaking philosopher. Like I feel like you just <laughs> speak, and it's just like we just need to quote everything you say. <laughs> well, um, I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but that that's great. And you know, I want to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, and um, to kind of make sure people aren't getting the wrong idea. What you're not saying is to follow your heart because like scripture says, like our heart is so deceiving, you know? And, but one thing that is so, I love how you said that emotions and intuition, you feel like it kind of be the same thing, you know? Um, I, I don't know if you've ever read Peter Scazzarzo, but um, I'm in <laughs> emotionally healthy spirituality right now. It's like a course that my church is doing. And he talks about how when we come to our emotions, when we face them and bring it to God, that's when we meet reality pretty much. And there's a lot of people out there that, like you said, like, especially Christians are like, our emotions aren't, tr- we, they can't be trusted. We, we can't look at our emotions at all. But when we face our emotions and we say, okay, why am I feeling this way right now? God, why is this here? Where is this coming from? Help me. When we come to face with our emotions, that's when we come into reality with God. And I think that's a huge part of what you're kind of talking about as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, one thing I think is so important to remember too, is like, look, if we're created in God's image, that we are creators. We create mm. so much. Our thoughts create so much that, you know, I, I don't think we fully grasp or fully understand or even give ourselves credit for it. And, and so much of it, we just want to put off on God. Mm. God, why is this happening? God, why is it? But like, we're creating so much every day, every thought. Mm. And especially when our thoughts are married to our words, and our feelings when it's all combined, that's a powerful force right there. Yeah. And so that's where I, I believe it when it says that power of life and death is in the tongue. You know, so many people just say words. The power isn't just in the words. The power is when it's backed by the, the thought and the feeling. Yeah. When it's that yeah. alchemy, then it's powerful. Mm. Now you're in that, that creation space where you're, you are manifesting, you're creating certain things in your own world, your own reality, your own experience, mm. to which it's so empowering because if you embrace it and you understand that you're not a victim, you're mm. not a victim yeah. to outside circumstance and you can always change anything yeah. at that point. And um, so the thing with like the feelings in our emotions, our emotions are unpredictable, but here's where we have so much power. We can change our emotions. Mm, we literally yeah. can change how we feel about something. Mm-hmm. If you, again, meditate, get in that, you center yourself. And Jesus said, whatever you pray for, believe that you have received it and it mm. will be yours. Mm. There is, I think, a secret in in spirituality where if you can if you can get yourself in a place of feeling the experience of of having that prayer already answered. Mm. There that's a powerful thing. 
because now you can actually feel and experience from th- from the the prayer already being fulfilled. Mm. And yeah. but when you're in that state of want and when's it going to come? When's it going to come? You're just perpetuating those those anxious feelings in the uncertainty of it all. But again, if we're powerful creators, we can we can choose. We choose. And and that's even Old Testament. I give to you, I present to you life and death, choose this day. Mm, you know, so it's yeah. like every day we have that choice. Yeah. I love how you said that about the words and power being behind it because I feel like what I'm learning right now in life is like Dude, there is there is such a difference and it's not subtle between people that speak out of reading out of a book or people that speak out of conviction, mm. you know? And yeah. that that's the powerful thing. And I start to I start to look at people that have made it big that are famous and not not just because they're famous, but I I ask myself, how did these people get such a following? How did they make such an emotional impact? Whether if it is acting, singing, speaking, whatever it is, I believe it comes from their deepest convictions, mm. you know, and they're speaking yeah. from that. They're not, they didn't read a book on it and they're like, oh, let me just go speak this. And they're like almost hoping that they'll believe it themselves. But yeah. like, dude, there really is such power in speaking out of conviction. That is, I believe, where where that authority, where that power does come from so yeah dude i love that so much agreed what do you feel like was something that you were taught growing up at church or by your parents that you kind of came to the realization that like they might have gotten it wrong and they said this but the bible said that oh oh man that's a that's a good question um mercy <laughs> dude, I love oh my gosh, dude. That is one of my favorite things about you. Just like just your little like phrases in between, or like anytime we're talking about someone, you're like, oh Lord, bless her heart. No, she's a real great girl. Oh, bless <laughs> her heart. Oh, bless her heart. That's uh And it's not in a condemning way at all. I feel like from you, yeah, I feel like from a lot of people it is. People but think like, it's like condescension or yeah, yeah. 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 But I try to no, like really, because they need it. Yeah. <laughs> they need an extra blessing oh dude gosh i wish i wish people could just like see us hanging out and then we're just talking about someone and jared goes listen so this girl i mean really god bless her heart but she bless is just her. all over the place she and i just oh man it's so funny listening to it oh so you're you're oh man i don't know if i can answer that question like this this is kind of piggybacking on what i was saying about like the man-made constructs like where I really appreciated my family's faith was I know I know that it was genuine in a lot of regards. Mm. Um, and I could see that. I could feel it. I experienced it. Um, I felt God in a lot of it. But looking back and like where I am again, I think again, just to emphasize that like importance of a, it's scriptural because it says work out your own faith with fear and trembling. Mm. Um, just meaning, I think the awestruck wonder of God and and the infinite, you know, expanse of of God's goodness and greatness. Um, but I, you know, it's that individuality of like working out your faith and not just subscribing to something because it's the way we did things and the way our parents did things yeah. and the way things 
because like, where's the growth? Mm, Where's the real spiritual growth and the real spiritual understanding? And so a lot of that I've seen kind of for what it is and have shed some of it um, just because if it's not serving you. And here's the other thing. Again, scripture. Like for me, scripture speaks for itself. When you let scripture speak for itself, aside from other people's influence of it, it's so powerful. But it says, having a form of godliness, but mm-hmm. denying the power thereof. So like, I've that's been a gauge for me too. I'm like, it has a form of godliness, but where's the power? Mm. And if there's no real life-giving, life-lasting power, like if it's not going to serve us, then what's the point? Like yeah. in that regard, if it's not going to help me with my walk with God or my growth spiritually, then I really like why play that game anymore just because, well, it's been done for years and years and years. But the, again, it's human nature. We all fall into that in so many ways mm-hmm. in so many different fields of life. But I would say that like just looking back on my upbringing, my family and, you know, and thankfully, like, there's been a lot of growth lately with mm. my family and with a lot of things, so. Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. And one thing I want to touch on for a, almost every person that I have on here is, like, what do you think sin is? Because I think there's a lot of people that kind of deem sin as, like, evil. Like, they just make it, like, the, the worst-sounding thing. Like, and I think that more importantly it's not so much just evil but we are missing out on god's best what are your views on that yeah certainly um you know it's it's something that is is built up to be pretty astronomical um like oh original sin and and all this stuff but i think it can be really just broken down to simple error Mm. you know it's just it's there's a a way that uh, there's a way that's going to bring you to life and a way that's going to lead you away from life mm. in its basic, you know, sense, most basic sense. And, um, so again, I think it boils down to like, which I've certainly been on the receiving end of this, where it's like the impartable sin and, Oh, I'm doomed to hell. And, and, uh, just that, again, that condemnation. Mm. Um, but like where I'm at with it now and my understanding of it now is like, it, there, there's just no sin that like God can't squash, yeah. like you know, yeah. and it, it's just it's a matter of bringing it to the light, you know. If 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 it's something that's of darkness, you just bring it to the light, and it solves it, it, it fixes it, it corrects it. Um, you now you talk about someone who's like willfully sinning or wanting to be willful. I mean, hey, that, then that, at that point, that's their journey, and the more you try to get that person away or to fix them, mm-hmm. you know, th- there is a saying be the change you want to see. If you want to see a change in someone, you better look in the mirror and make sure that that change is going on in your own heart. And I've learned that firsthand. Let's go. Yeah, because like the the more you try to judge a a situation, Mm. the more you're going to fall into that very same trap because it's a slippery slope. Yeah. And we're really just supposed to be, of course you help people. Of course you be there, you know, to support one another. But you have to, really make sure that you are walking in a way that you feel connected with God and not be so worried about someone else. And all, you're, the best thing you can do is pray for him, intercede for him. Again, be that change, be that light, be that hope for them. Um, so I went on that tangent based on, you know, if someone's willfully sinning or whatever, because it's yeah. like, 
every soul is here on their own journey. It's for everyone to work out their own soul's, you know, journey back to God, Mm -hmm. basically. And, uh, you know, that's some of the things where I felt like the Western church has has placed a lot of fear on people to go out and save others, save Mm -hmm. souls. And I'm like, I read scripture and it's like, of course you go out and you, you be a light and you shine, but it, Holy Spirit pulls souls unto yeah. himself. And, you know, our job is to just to just shine that as much as we can in someone else's life mm. and to make sure that we are, you know, that our own heart is standing right within ourselves or whatever. But so like sin, yeah, if something feels wrong mm. and you know it feels wrong, best to, do, you know, do your best to get it right, basically, mm. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Wow. Big you, topic. Heady, heady topic. Ooh, we're getting heady over here. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, that makes me think a lot. I, it's so funny you say that because I had this thought this morning of like, what does that look like for us as Christians when we are around like our friends and they don't believe and we want them to know the truth and the freedom of Christ but they just like aren't interested like there's only so much we could do you know and i feel like there there's like this controlling sin in us that like almost like wants to like force them to be it not just because like it's for their own good but because like like i don't know we get like a pat on the back or something you know yeah so like um exactly yeah it's interesting because i've i was thinking on just like some friendships i i've had and what it'd be like if I was like, hey, man, so like, tell me what your journey is with God. And they're like, oh, yeah, I went to Catholic church growing up and I don't I don't ever want to go back to church. And it's like, oh, are you sure about that? And it's like, I don't know, like I, I would feel just weird doing that. But at the same time, like their eternity is on the line. And uh, this is something my pastor talks about a lot is just being a witness to the things that you've seen yeah. and experienced that God has done. You don't have to constantly be like, Hey, you sure you don't want to come to church with me? Cause it's like, dude, this person has already turned you down like 50 times. Like, yeah. you know, get the hint already. Yeah. I, for me, like a good safeguard, if it's cringe, probably, <laughs> probably best to just not, and I say that with a lot of experience. Let's, I'm going to quote you on this for this entire podcast. How do you know if you should uh, try to bring someone to closer to God or not? If it's cringe, let's just not. <laughs> do you have questions about Christianity, faith, the church? Well, whatever your questions might be, don't be afraid to ask us those questions. On the Road to Reconstruction, Instagram, and Facebook, feel free to message us at any time letting us know what your questions are. And if it's something that I feel like we should even talk about, I might even bring it up on the next podcast. Also, for exclusive content, don't forget to join our Patreon for as low as $5 a month. With extended interviews and early access, you could find all of that right now at patreon.com slash the Road to Reconstruction podcast. Thank you so much, and back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good safeguard, you know. (laughs) (laughs) again but exactly to your point is like just be a witness you know let showcase the goodness of god the best way that you can because if it is cringe a lot of it is because you're coming from a place of fear 
you're afraid. You're yeah. afraid for their soul. You're yeah. afraid if you don't lead them to Jesus, you're not going to get the crown of life. You know, it's this, yeah. it's all this fear stuff that we've built up mm. that I have to question, like, is that really of God or is that these man-made constructs that have yeah. been passed down through generation? Because if perfect love casts out fear, you're not in that space of per- perfect love. Now, if you are, and you just naturally, organically feel led to say something, feel led to bring them to church or to do whatever. And it's coming from that very real safe space of love. And mm. there's no forcing. It's just pure, raw God power. Yeah. Now you're just open to let God flow through you. Yes. But when it's cringy and it's fear-based, you're actually yeah. constricting the flow of God's love and his power yeah. ultimately in my yeah. experience. But dude, that that's a... That's a new concept to me. And I'm glad that you share that today because that's that's something I'm learning right now. It's like clicking with me is like the times that I've messed up because I've, I've heard a lot of stories of people being like, oh, this person like brought me up on stage and they prayed over me and it's just weird and traumatizing. I see TikToks on that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is like really awful. And like, I don't get it because like, we have the intention of like, we're wanting to do what is best for this person or our relationship or whatever it is. And it ends up failing. And now this person's like traumatized and it's like, I don't get it, God, why did this not work? But I think it all goes back to our intent and motives of we were doing it out of fear. We were doing it out of a part that wasn't of God, you know? Right. No, That's I, so interesting. I, I think there's a lot to that, honestly. I think it's just, it's important to reassess. It's important mm-hmm. to go back to the drawing board and be like, you know, is this really the way of Jesus? Is this the way of the master? Because to me, you look at Jesus, he walked in power. He mm-hmm. was never cringy, never afraid. People came to him yeah. to be healed. People came to him for answers. And he was an open conduit of God's love and power to just move in, in those people's lives without it being this force. Because force, when you try to force something, you're getting equal force back. I mean, it's science. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. even spiritually speaking, if you're trying to force someone into God's grace and stuff, they're going to be forcing back, like, I don't want to, I don't want to. So it's like, you know, use force against something, the more it's going to resist us back. And I think that is really what Jesus means when he's just telling us, resist not evil. Mm-hmm. Because on its own, aren't we supposed to resist evil? You're not just supposed to let evil overtake you. But no, you're supposed to overcome evil, be not overcome by evil, overcome it with good. Because in good, there's power. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're bypassing that kind of base place of, of forcing, trying to force. Um, but that's why Jesus, like no one could touch him. No yeah. one could touch touch him. Like he, he didn't resist them. He didn't, you know, throw names. He didn't do whatever. He just evaded them. He was always out of their grasp until the time came when he gave himself over. Um, so that's power. That is operating yeah. from that place of power mm. and love and truth. And uh, I think that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's amazing. I feel like there's a lot of Christians that they, they're they very fearful. They think everything is evil. And just to bring up some things, um, just to kind of get your thoughts on it, like I know like the Enneagram, that's one thing that, you know, you and I have talked about it before you and I are like, Oh, this is a really cool tool to like help us love others and 
kind of see our blind spots and whatnot. But even, for example, like Jackie Hill Perry recently came out and was like, guys, this is demonic. This is evil. And I've always known about the backgrounds on that. So maybe not even just that, but I'm curious on your takes, what you think about just when Christians kind of deem something as evil and they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Certainly, certainly. And, and I can, I can speak from experience on this because I was one of them. Mm. I saw the demonic in everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we're living in this 3d world, you see a lot of evil, you see a lot of negative things happening. So you want to just associate that d- demonic, demonic, devil, Satan, mm-hmm. Satan, you know, because yeah. we just, we want a label and we want to figure things out or whatever. You don't want to be deceived. So you're scared of being deceived. You're scared of, you know, not being in God's good graces, all that stuff. So trust me, I get it. You, you, you see the devil in every bush, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, now coming out of that and coming off of that, Again, I go back to there's there's really no power in it. There was no power. Yeah. And uh, when I started seeing that, it really wasn't serving me. That's why I started to, to kind of abandon that that way of thinking. And um, you know, I I don't think we need to be afraid. Why would we be afraid mm. when you're trusting in God? Yeah. And there's a Shakespeare quote which I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like. Um, something's evil if you think it is Hmm. if you deem it to be evil it's going to be evil for you interesting i mean granted you could take that with a grain of salt and and everything is a context but uh the thing that i like about that is is it's the more that you place your focus what you're placing your focus on is what's going to be magnetized yeah if you're placing your focus on everything's evil everything this is all from the enemy and the evil one you're magnet you're magnifying the enemy. And honestly, I think, I think that's what his powers derive from. Mm. And there's, you know, in the book of revelation, it says that they will look upon him and say, was this the man that deceived the whole world? Because he will be as nothing. Wow. And our fear is what fuels him. Mm. So I think the more that we glorify and magnify God, the less everything becomes evil. Yeah. And we can just continue to trust him and, and use everything for our, our spiritual growth and and uh, evolution in that sense, as far as change goes. That is so great and interesting at the same time to me because I feel like we almost have to balance it out because we do want to acknowledge that something might be of the devil, whether if it's just like, you being sick. I mean, I prayed, we, you know, we prayed before we even started this podcast and I'm like, man, I feel like you have something good to say today that the devil doesn't want you to talk about, you know? And I think there are spiritual warfare things in those moments. And I go back to the screw tape letters by CS Lewis. Mm -hmm. And, um, even though I didn't finish the full book, I just Same, remember of like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just of like what I read of it. Like it's heavy to have that awareness yeah. that there is spiritual warfare going on. And I, I do think the devil wants us to look at things and not think that was from him. I think that we look at divorce and say, oh, you know, these people, they were fighting, they had conflict, they didn't work it out, just didn't work out. But 
was that actually spiritual warfare, at least for a Christian marriage? You know, is there certain things where it's like the devil really just does not want you to succeed and bring God's kingdom on earth? Yeah, certainly. And I, you know, going back to what I said about like how honestly powerful our thoughts are and our, our creative ability is being made in the image of God. I think any demonic force, any negative force only has power in as much as we're giving it power. Mm. So they're like flies attracted to manure. You know, if, if our thoughts stink, they're going to be there. Yeah. But if we can get rid of a lot of that fear, those low level based thoughts, those, those survival instinct ways of thinking, we're going to be in that frequency of God's love where they cannot be. Mm. They cannot exist in the, in that space on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is perfect. Mm. There is no illness. There is no disease. There is no worry. There is no fear. So when we pray, you know, in the Lord's prayer, that's a powerful, powerful place to be a powerful mindset to be in. Um, because again, fear has no hold on God Mm. and in his perfect love. So I think certainly any of that warfare, any of that experience that we're experiencing, the, the friction, the, the struggle, all that stuff, I do think stems from that. And, And it is hard. It's, it's very tricky because we're here on earth yeah, and we see our surroundings and, and our circumstances. So the art of art of it, I think is, is being able to send ascend out of it to be where God is or to, to, you know, bring heaven on earth, which I think as a believer, that is, that's our main thing. Mm. We walk on earth with a piece of heaven shining forth. And I think that's the power, but, um, you know, it it boils down to, too, especially you saying about the Enneagram. And again, I say this from experience because especially being INFJ (laughs) judging, I've done a lot of judging and boy, does it not serve in the long run, because as you judge or, you know, judge not lest you be judged, the measure you use to judge something that measures used right back. Again, it's like Mm -hmm. the force, that force you're using against something that equal force is coming back. So that whole idea, the more you judge it, the more you criticize it, the more you condemn it, you're ultimately empowering it Mm -hmm. in in, in such a way. Yeah. Um, At least what you perceive to be the evil of it. Um, so I just find it's, for me, this has been working wonders. It's a lot easier when you just forgive and you let grace neutralize it. Mm. Um, because that is the power of grace. You know, it's not greasy grace. It's the power of grace because grace covers, Yeah. you know, and that's what, when Jesus dying on the cross was able to forgive those who, like, who, who could imagine doing that? Mm the very people that are tormenting you and putting you through such agony, you're now able to extend grace and forgiveness Mm. to these people. I think the power of that love literally shifts frequency, like shifted the whole world's frequency Mm. of even understanding love and what love is and what could be. And and I think that is like one of the huge powerful testaments of, of the gospel and why it, it was able to, um, persist despite all the hardship and all the um, opposition. Um, But again, it boils down to a place of power. That Mm -hmm. is power. Yeah. 
So Wow. Not to play like devil's advocate, but do you feel like, and you kind of said it yourself, do you feel like even though we are in the presence of God and his kingdom is on earth, even though we are still on earth though, there still can be spiritual warfare, meaning it doesn't, just doesn't exist. However, though, we do find rest in Jesus in the times that we are in those moments. Yeah, well, I, I think it's it's um, it's our ability to to give power to it or to to not basically. Like, I'm not saying it's not around us and it's not existing because certainly you see it everywhere you go. Um, but it's like we have that ability to choose to let it really affect us or to not, you know, because like you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Mm. And and though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's still in the valley of the shadow of death, but his staff and his rod comfort me. So it's in the midst of all that stuff. Yeah. It's almost like, like I had this, I was reading that, that verse not too long ago. And, um, I just had this picture of like, it was almost spacey too. It was like in a space, like planet with this crazy valley and these space creatures or something. But like, you're just hovering through that valley with this glowing sacred protection, like circle of like an mm. orb of light, yeah. like Christ's light that's just surrounding you. And you're just, da, 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 da. like you're just still loving life. You're at peace, you're calm. And all these harrowing things are right outside you, but you're just mm. going right through that valley. And, you know, I mean, Jesus sleeping in the ship during the storm. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was able to take a nap. And yeah. he was fine. Yeah. And they're like, aren't you worried? Aren't you? You should be worried. Yeah. He's just like, oh, you have little faith. <laughs> you know, like. I want to talk about something for a second. And I might be bringing my personal life a little too much into this right now. Oh, but uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> but I'm willing to do it. Might cut this out. But, um, you know, I love that illustration. Just you're walking through this valley with this orb around you. And that is Jesus protecting you at all times. And... I have come to this part of my life where I feel like my spirituality and reality aren't in a good balance. And um, I feel like there were people that sat me down that were kind of like, listen, we don't think you were making an effort into putting work and, you know, making a life for you and a family one day. And it was a really hard thing because in my head, I'm like, okay, like, there, I could do two different things right now. I could try to justify myself and be like, listen, man, you're the one that doesn't have faith. I do. And like, you know, and I've, I've done that for a long time in my life now. And, but also being like, okay, maybe they have a point. Maybe I do have like this lack of reality right now. And I feel like the reason I have that lack of reality is because I really do just have this firm, firm, firm belief that like everything is going to work out because God is going to make it work out because I'm following him, you know? Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of times where people look at me like, listen, man, you need to get your head out of your butt. You need to start working harder. You need to get a job. You need to do this. And I don't know that that's to me. I totally understand it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like 
the more that I do try to like make everything happen for myself, the less faith I have in God, because now I feel like I have to bring things into my own hands. And that's just not good. Like I do believe there is something about working hard and bringing God's kingdom on earth and working hard in that. But I, I don't know that that's the balance that I'm trying to find right now. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I get it because we're artists and boy, yeah, it can be tough, but I would say, which I want to be careful. Cause like, I mean, it goes along with a lot of what I'm saying and I feel like I'm kind of just regurgitating a lot of it, but um, just careful what being careful what you subscribe to from mm-hmm. others. Yeah. Because now, if you're under another person's thought and what they deem as right or what's good for you, Mm -hmm. now if you're putting yourself under that and it's not what you really feel, if you were being completely honest with yourself, now you're just compromising yourself and your own peace. And then if you start to push that onto God, where God's like, I didn't say you had to do that. Like, you know, like yes. it's like one of those situations yeah. and I've been there, I've been there and, you know, and, and you do start to blame God. And, but if you're real and honest with yourself and you really assess, you can be like, okay, you, you take your power back. You just take yeah. your power back and be like, you know what? I forgive myself. I shouldn't have bought into what other people deem right or whatever. Or like, you know, you, they mean well, you mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. You you bless them for it. You forgive yeah. the whole situation. Yep. But now how can you take your power back? Yeah. And what steps can you take that are going to bring you the fulfillment that you're looking for, mm. that you believe is God honoring, that you believe that God has you here for, and you just keep pushing into that and let everything else fall by the wayside. And, you know, way out is, does that mean you have to get rid of this? Or does that mean you're going to have to let go of some things? Yeah. And if you do, will you feel freer? Will you feel lighter? Mm. Are you going to be able to walk in more freedom yeah. if you do? And if you don't and you take that on, now are you becoming someone else? Are you becoming mm. what someone else wants you to be versus your own dream, your own vision? Wow. It's a tricky thing. It really yeah. is a tricky thing. But it's, I mean, it boils down to the thoughts that we subscribe to. Mm. and our thoughts are creative. So if we then entertain those things and we're giving those our thoughts to those things, that is what we start to now create for our reality and our circumstance. And like you said, now, now you're trying to force something. You're trying to man up and <laughs> give us some manpower and, yeah. and, and do that. And like I said, I've been there. I, I have done it. Um, You know, walking a, a line of faith can be a lot more challenging. And you, it's... It's like the Indiana Jones movie where he has to step out on the invisible bridge. He can't see it. Yeah. He's just stepping out in faith that it is there and he's not going to plummet to the abyss. Um, But at the end of the day, you have to like, that's what you have to assess and analyze. Is it worth it? Yeah. You know, are you going to be more Mm. fulfilled pursuing that or or settling? And and the beauty is every day you get to choose. Mm, Every day, every 24 hours is a reset. And if something's not going the way that you really want, or it's not what you want for your life, or again, what you believe God's vision for your life is, start to change it because yeah. you can, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's so powerful, man. And yes, I think 
I go back to the Proverbs that says the fear of man is a snare. And here's the biggest tension. I think the biggest tension is you trying to justify yourself and doing what God's will is. And elaborating on that, it's like, I want to justify myself right now to be like, man, these people are wrong. They don't have enough faith. They don't have this, this, and that. But I do believe that no matter what someone says to you, whether if it's a critique, they think you should do in life, whatever, I do believe that even if 95% of it is inaccurate, there's still going to be that 5% that is accurate. And taking that and to say, hmm, I wonder if God does want to shape my heart in this way right now. And not doing everything that this one person wants me to do, but to say, you know, I think that by doing this, I can become holier. I can become more of a man of God by doing this. That was kind of the place I had to come to of like, all right, I'm not going to worry about what anybody thinks about me anymore. God, what do you think about me? Where do you think I need to go right now? And just feeling his presence and him being like, I am so proud of you right now for, for working hard, but this is where I want you to go right now. It is a, a hard thing to discern God's voice and turn away others, you know? Well, and it's, it's certainly balance. Everything, <clears throat> everything is about balance at the end of the day. We want yeah. to be balanced because all, all of creation is in this like perfect state of balance, everything pretty much that we know of. <laughs> And um, so it's like, that's key too. And, uh, you know, I think last thing you want is to be at odds with others. So like, you don't want to be like, yeah. they're wrong and they shouldn't, yeah. you know, it's like, cause then once you're in that space, it's like, you know what? Just bless it. Yeah. Bless. Humility kind of takes a step out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't receive what they're saying, um, it doesn't have to be ugly mm-hmm. and, it, again, you can just bless them for their good intentions. Yeah. It's it's a lot like in Job where, you know, his friends. His friends, yes. Coming at him. And, and they had good arguments. I remember when I first read Job and I thought they were right. Yeah. And they weren't. Yep. And Job had to wow. intercede on their behalf at the end of the day. Woo! Dude, that's powerful. Bringing that story up. That's freaking powerful, man. Yeah. yeah I didn't think of that. Yeah. Wow. No, because it is huge. Because, again, from our limited human judgments you know that's certain things that seem to be the right way or whatever yeah but um you know and you know if you're if you're seeking the inner knowing i mean that's huge too and i I like how you said that he's proud of you and like at the end of the day god loves us one way or another like Mm -hmm. like we can look in the mirror and say i love you you're doing a good job Mm -hmm. because that's what god is saying about us yeah you know that's something i've had to learn because I used to very much not think that. I used to think that God was disappointed, mm. turning his head away in shame. Yeah. And and that image, that really colored my life in, in a negative way because now you're living under this, you know, God that's ashamed of you. And like, well, where where do you go from there? Mm. Yeah. But again, that verse, if your own heart condemns you, God's greater than your heart. And it just says, draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. And the whole cleanse, cleanse yourself, cleanse yourself, oh, you sinners, cleanse yourself. You're just drawing near to him and his holy light is cleansing you. Mm. From, and a lot of it's from our own self-shame. Mm. 
when we're cleansed from our own guilt, our own shame, our own um, self-degradation, like when we're beating ourselves up all the time, that is not godly. Yeah. Like don't be deceived. Yeah. Because it, it almost feels like it is. Yeah. And absolutely. I really, I strongly felt at one point, um, it was like it's this word came to me where it was like, because um, I had to look it up. And it was like uh, false piety. Hmm. And I was like, I don't even know what piety is, but I was like, this is false piety. So I had to look it up and like piety is like a reverence to God or a a self-feeling reverence to God. Hmm. So a lot of this is false piety where you feel like you're being reverent to God, but you're really just beating yourself up for no reason where God's standing there with open arms just come to me like the prodigal son and, and like find life again. You know, it's like, mm. it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um. So that to say, like when you said, when he's like, I'm proud of you, you're like, you're doing a good job, you know, just stay in that. And even if you feel like you need to take a step another way or another direction ever so slightly, I'd say I'd still just be careful that you're not subscribing to someone else's ideals or mm. thoughts. Yeah. Um. Make sure you're subscribing to you know what gives you the most peace honestly but yeah man that's just so good i love that you shared all of that i hope that anybody listening today if they're struggling with that as well i hope that they could take that and that speaks to them you know yeah because i would you know i don't begrudge my journey because again you just bless it and you're just thankful for everything you learned from it Mm. um but like, yeah, if I would have known this like years ago, who knows, who knows what my path would be now, but yeah, I am where I am and I accept it and yeah, and I'm grateful. And I know, again, like I said, every 24 hours we choose, we get to choose. So it's great. Yeah. I do believe boils down to our thinking mm-hmm. being made right with it. Yeah. Because if you have wrong thoughts on these things, they can, they can become a snare because mm-hmm. it's interesting you you've said that that scripture which i you know has been actually on my mind recently but i got a meaning out of it that i never thought of cuz like it says the fear of man is a snare and you think like the fear of other men like when you're afraid of other men or mm-hmm. at least that's how i was perceiving it yeah um but like when i read it recently i was like wow no it's just like i mean there is that too certainly when you're afraid of other men and what other men can do to you or or how they limit you, that is a snare. But also just that f- the fear of man in general as mm-hmm. a worldwide consciousness or like a worldwide state of being, that fearful state mm-hmm. of mankind is a snare. Oh, wow, <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like hearkening uh, uh, to everything I've been repeating is like, you know, so like choosing love instead of fear. Mm-hmm. And so like yeah. with what we do and what we're, um, just, I think the more, the more we can be quick to recognize it within ourselves right now, I'm being afraid. Why mm-hmm. am I afraid? Like this fear is fueling this decision. It's fueling this thought. Mm-hmm. The quicker we can be to assess that. And then it'd be like, wow, let me just like breathe that out of me and now get into that place of love. Now let me think about this. Mm. How is it colored differently? Yeah. You know, and with God, all things are possible. All things are possible for him who believes. Mm. And I read read recently, it was like Jesus never doubted the Father. Never. Yeah. 
he performed these miracles. Not once did he doubt that God's power would move through him. Not once. And uh, I was reading when he rose Lazarus from the dead, you know, he, he speaks out to the congregation before him. And he says, thank you, Father, that you always hear me. I know that you always hear me. And I'm only saying this for the sake of those around me. Mm, wow. Then he calls forth, calls forth Lazarus to rise from the grave. Wow. But he, he, he knew that the Father always hears him. Mm. When, he, when he multiplied the bread, the loaves, and the fish, he just gave thanks. Thank you, Father. He blessed it. Then he broke it. And then the multiplication came. So like those have been profound, profound things for me lately that I've been reflecting on, meditating on, really working to be in the state of trying to be in that same mindset mm -hmm. again on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. where in heaven there is infinite abundance. Mm. You know, there's no lack. There's no fear of money or like making money and not enough money. And it's like, how do you enter into that? Again, the power of our thoughts. And like, when you realize that our thoughts have been conditioned for lack, mm. our thoughts have been conditioned to think there's not enough. There's wow. not enough resources. There's not enough. It's going to run out and it's this and this. And believe me, I've, I've experienced it and felt it in a very real human way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, the Israelites through the wilderness, they were sustained. They had daily manna from heaven their clothes were not worn out after 40 years. Wow. Their sandals were as yeah. good as new. Yeah. Moses' strength, he was as strong as, a, as, a, as he was in his 20s. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it's so easy for people to just say, well, that was the Bible times and that was yeah. that was God back yeah. then. And stuff. But they weren't in a recession like we are right yeah, now. Like yeah. that was, well, they, that was their journey and stuff. But it's like, yeah. he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like, mm. If he did, if if God did it for others, he could do it for us. Like yeah, you know, absolutely. and like having, I think that having just that unyielding faith of Jesus, which he calls us to. Like you know, mm -hmm. he said, "You will do these things and more mm -hmm. in my name." And and you know, I think that's where I think that's where the church starts to get lacking in it. And I almost wonder, would they recognize Jesus if he walked in the doors today? Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't fit yeah. fit the programs. Doesn't yeah. fit those man-made constructs of, you know, churchianity, as I, yep. I like to say, religiosity. Um, but it's like, that's what we're called to. If you have faith, if you're a believer, I think that's what we should be working towards on the daily, mm. you know, stop doubting God, yeah. stop doubting his goodness. Yeah, That's what it means, like taste and see that yeah. he is good. And like, and again, like I'm not trying to, I, I, I don't want to criticize anyone for having lack of faith because like I see it in myself first and foremost and it's what I want to work on with you know be that change you want to see mm -hmm. but those these are things like I feel like Holy Spirit's been dumping in me lately and uh and I'm grateful for it honestly yeah. um but yeah Wow. Well, I'm grateful that you are here right now sharing all of these things because <laughs> yeah I think this almost is, didn't happen uh, yeah <laughs> I know for real hey Sorry, sorry, Satan. We we made it work. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry, Satan. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. I love that though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Probably. I did not force Jared to be here. I want everybody to know that he he no. said let's do it, and I said all right if you're comfortable. We'd, hey, I said as long as you can edit and uh, we can tweak some things if need be. Like if my voice 
X. <laughs> Maybe I can't get it out. Yeah. It's a little squeak. But no, it was like, because I, I was like praying about it too. I'm like, what's wisdom? What is wisdom in this situation? And I was like on the fence. And I'm like, part of me did not want to keep pushing it off because this was like already our reschedule. Yeah. And uh, and then I, I had this overwhelming sense of like, go for it. Just wow. do it now. Now is the time. Yeah. And like when, when that happens, it's like, okay, now's the time. Dude, let's freaking go, man. Yeah. This is this is why you're the man, Jared. You're you are so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you just go for it and that's awesome. It's and that's why we're friends. That's why we're friends. Because you are also the man. Oh, stop it. We are men together. Men. But yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming today. And uh again, ladies, he's single, so um hit him up. If you are from the ages of twenty eight to 55 no i'm just kidding <laughs> i don't know what your dating range is but uh, you know what i don't put a limit on god's timing yeah <laughs> on god's you know on possibilities we'll see yeah, yeah. <laughs> but jared with her everybody thank you for thank being you. here thank you it's been great i appreciate jared so much in this episode because he helped me through a really discouraging time and i think it's a really powerful thing when i get one of those things on videotape if you were a fan of jared please go check out his music his movies anything to support him he's such an awesome guy he's so talented again him and i have worked on a lot of songs together i produce a lot of songs for him so i will throw some links to that into the description as along with some movies that he starred in as well until next time Thank you again for watching The Road to Reconstruction. Here's a song I produced and mixed for Jared called All Is Well. Enjoy. When you always want to to begin